Thanks for tuning into the Owl's Nest. The postseason schedule for the road to the Overwatch League Grand Finals is here. What teams have a chance of making it? We've got you covered. That's coming up today on the Owl's Nest. Welcome back to our regulars, and hello to any new viewers checking us out. If this is your first time visiting the Owl's Nest, make sure you hit the subscribe button and like the video. Turn on the bell for notifications, and make sure you leave us some comments down below. We might even read them here on the show. So, the postseason plan has now been announced, and it turns out that everyone is going to get a chance, regardless of your regular season record, to get into the playoffs. That means that you Washington Justice and Boston fans actually have a small glimmer of hope. The way that's going to work is that regional bracket seeding, based on the regular season, will take place in early September. Obviously, the higher-seeded teams will get buys, be able to pick their opponents, and some of the lower-seeded teams will have to go through a single elimination play-in bracket before they get to the double elimination bracket. After two weeks of playoffs, we'll be left with four teams, the top two from both NA and the APAC region, and those final four teams playing a double elimination to determine who will go on to the Grand Finals. So I thought that we would talk about who has the best chance and uh, you know what we think of these teams potentially going all the way, and we're going to make a little bit of a game of it, and what I like to call take one and leave one. So Jake, I'm going to give you two teams that have you know somewhat similar records, and you need to give me your read on who you would take to go the distance here in the grand final. So we're going to start out with one that's, uh, you know, not not super high up on the list here. But, you know, we'll use a little imagination a little bit. See what they might be able to pull out of their hat. And that's the Chengdu Hunters or the Washington Justice. This is a great one, actually. Uh, because it's two teams that are relatively low in their respective divisions, right? Um, the Justice, they've certainly been resurgent, though. Maybe more so than the Hunters relative to their division. And the reason I keep saying that is because I actually am going to go with the Chengdu Hunters here. Because I think the Asia-Pacific division is just stronger on average. So despite Chengdu mm-hmm. being, you know, maybe closer to the bottom. Remember, this team has taken wins off the Shanghai Dragons, right? Like, this team, they're no slouches. They have that raw potential. Um, sometimes it, it doesn't come to fruition playing in their division. But, ooh, I just think, I think this team really is good and i think they're it's it's natural to see them as less good because of their record because of the division structure but the the gameplay reality is i think they just are the stronger team right now no i'd have to agree with that as well Uh, i also think that you know the washington justice even though they did take some uh you know a, a, a decent win in the summer showdown they would also have a longer road to go to get to those grand finals and unlike the chengdu hunters which i think have that that it factor when it comes to certain games and just being able to pull something really crazy out. Uh, I think that the Washington Justice on a longer timeline, maybe going into next season, once they've been together a little bit longer, we'll start to see more success. I think that's fair. Uh, Next up, and this is going to be a little bit of a tough one here, we're going to have to push our bias aside a little bit. The Houston Outlaws or the London Spitfire? Uh, I'm not going to push my bias aside. I'm going to say the Houston (laughs) Outlaws here. Um a little bit of bias, maybe, but I think the team actually has been really resurgent this season. I think, um, you mm-hmm. know, with the roster changes they've made, it feels like they actually have hit a good groove. Uh, you've got the DPS uh, slot working pretty effectively, I think, as far as, you know, when to bring in Blase versus Linkser versus Dante. And, and I think they all have their own niche and, and are playing really well. Um, Dante and Blase were pretty strong at the start of the season, but, but Linkser has picked it up as well and is really back in form on the core hit scan, which... It's just so critical in a meta that is going to have Widow. It's going to have Ash. Like you just need your core hit scan to be putting out a ton of damage. You know, connecting those headshots. And Linkser has definitely succeeded in that in recent times. So um, definitely big ups to, to the Outlaws. I think that they've definitely just looked like a much better team, right? Remember they beat the Florida Mayhem in the tournament. 
So uh, I really think anything's possible for this Outlaws squad. London, also a strong team. Like, I wouldn't expect this match to go down easy. But, um, yeah, this is just bias. I'm just pulling for my boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's probably a safe bet as well. You know, the Houston Outlaws, uh, they, they, even though they've made a bunch of changes to the roster, you know, a lot of them have been together longer than uh, the mostly rookie squad from the London Spitfire. So, uh, honestly, that's probably where I would put my money as well. Uh, next up on the list here, we have the Florida Mayhem or the Los Angeles Valley. Oh, why do you do this one to me, Robbie? This is oh, this one's. <laughs> I wasn't gonna make it easy. Ooh, this is like the closest one. Like Florida Mayhem, LA. I, I'm so bullish on both of these teams. That's what makes it so hard. Like I think mm-hmm. I think I love watching both of these teams. Uh, the Valiant get me super excited because of their, you know, the hype potential. Like like the being that rookie roster that is going way beyond what a rookie roster should be expected to achieve. Um. But Florida Mayhem as well have looked just great, you know, at certain moments. Other moments, obviously, falling a bit short. But just, I don't know, I think they have the raw potential for sure. I think Fate is incredibly good on, on Mayhem. Oof. Florida Mayhem, Los Angeles Valiant. Man, man, it's hard. It's so hard. <laughs> I, I'm going to take... The LA Valiant. I'm gonna do the. This is like the underdog pick, but I'm gonna take him because I. Um, I yeah, I just think I think KSP and Shacks and and KSF that is like a triplet that gets me jazzed. You know, I look at the top teams from a DPS perspective. I love seeing that three-player DPS roster, and each one has a clear niche that they're suited for. Mm-hmm. But also, they have the ability to to sort of touch on each other's niches if. You know, there's that moment in this particular map where you just need this certain hero, like that they're all ready to pull it out like that. Uh, with I think Shaxx, KSF, and uh, KSP all proving that flexibility, but also having a specialization. And to me, that that makes me more excited for this Valiant squad. I do think Florida has a tank advantage, um, and that's where I that's where I would you know put them ahead. But I think maybe the supports put it over the line for me because. I think the Valiant supports have had just a ridiculous season and have come out so strong. A player like Lastro, uh, you know, I can't wait to see him back on the Ana if that hero comes back into meta because I remember him pulling out some absolutely ridiculous stuff. For the most part, we're on the same page here. Uh, I mean, as close as it is for me, what that ends up coming down to is, I think, the narrative line. You know, which of these two teams do I think is going to make the biggest splash if they were to go all the way? An entirely rookie squad like the LA Valley and being able to make it to the Grand Finals, even if they don't end up winning, if they keep that team together going into the next season, I think all eyes will be on them. And, and for me, that's what uh, the finals that would make the biggest pop for me would be. All right, next on the list as we start moving up a little bit more in the standings to the, uh, the, the top of the rank and file, the New York Excelsior or the Philadelphia Fusion? I'm going to go with the Philly Fusion just solely off the back of New York consistently not having great playoff performances somehow. Oh, you brought that I did, up, I New did. York fans. And sorry, not The sorry. roster has changed. I'm, I'm open to being proved wrong. I'll never count them out entirely. But the Philly Fusion... It's it's not about counting them out if I think Philly Fusion would take the win, right? Like, they need to step up to take on the Philly Fusion. Mm-hmm. However, you sure. know, this new roster for the Excelsior, you know, it's great. They've got these young guns on DPS. They've got a lot of crazy potential to run a ton of strats. Running, like, how many DPS players have on this team? Four or five? Um, I, I can't even remember. Like, they have so many options in that front. Uh, and they've got a player like Mono, who I've consistently thought of as one of the best main tanks in the whole league. Pretty much has been. 
since the start of the league, still there, like just a god gamer himself, mm-hmm. big fan of Mono. Um, you know, of course, a player like Jonak, storied history, although his best hero court is sort of out of the meta these days. Um, you know, very possible we could see it again, come back, return to form. But um, yeah, like I wouldn't be shocked to see New York do well, but I just think Philly, they have looked really clean, really tight. I think picking up Fury was massive for them. Fury is just a freak of nature, actually, on the off tank. And just Lord help the team that goes up against Philly Fusion in the double <laughs> off tank meta against the Poco Fury. Like Sato, he's killing it too. He's having a great season, but I want to see the double off tank. Just somehow give me the perfect bands for that meta because the, the Fury Poco, I think that's too much for this world, too much power. Yeah, I know. Uh, unfortunately for all, I know there's a lot of really diehard New York fans out there, but again, I'm going to have to agree with you and go with Philadelphia Fusion. Uh, Carbe has been, again, at the top of his game this season, and the more that I hear about Alarm and Funny Astro, and then, you know, you bring Boombox into it as well, their support line is just looking so good. I'd also give the, uh, the edge there to the Philadelphia Fusion myself. Next up, some of the up-and-comers from both the APAC and the North American region, the Guangzhou Charge. Or the Paris Eternal. Man, this is another really hard one because I'm obviously these teams are both the winners of the recent tournaments. They were. And I know you're big on the charge too this season. Yeah, I'm really big on the charge. Oof, but I'm so big on the Eternal too, especially with Ben Best <laughs> really picking up the Orissa and looking good on it. No longer really feeling like they're limited to playing Ryan when Ben Best is in. So, ooh, wow. I, I'm. This is so tough, man. Oh, they're so good. They're both so good. Um, <laughs> this list has done exactly what I anticipated and wanted it to do. Right, they just so blown through these. Like you're like, oh, easy pick, easy pick. I'd have been yeah. Let's with break myself. it down. So we break it down. We got the DPS line. You got Sparkle and Eggsy with Soon and Nico, sort of filling it out. And then you've got the triplet for the charge. You got Eileen, Happy, and Nero. Very good. That's close. That's a quite close. Uh, tank line. Ben Best becoming a huge Hanbin is a, is a really sick player, like like top tier level off tank. One of one of my personal you know hopefuls for MVP this season. I think Sigma is so critical this season. Have one as good as Hanbin makes a big difference. Um, charge. I think they're. I mean they've got Krong who's been coming up massively on the Sigma. It goes for some more like a playmaking Sigma, but gets a lot done somehow. Just makes these crazy connections and it's so difficult uh support uh <laughs> fielders from playing with god they're so good they're both team- all right i'm gonna say uh-huh. i'm gonna say paris eternal because oh. the, the i think i think their adaptation and their innovation around a changing roster has been really sick and i think that they've been hitting this big momentum swing where the charge have mm-hmm. like maybe always been really good so I just I'm gonna bet on the eternal like riding that hot momentum and just feeling themselves and having that like positive mentality that can carry them through a tough match. But this is another okay. one where I just love both of these teams, so it's so hard to pick one. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going in the other in the opposite mm. direction. I would actually go with the charge here, and that's taking a look at the way that they've been going up against the opponents that they have. We know that in the APAC region that the parity between these teams has been has been neck and neck. It has been so close. But in the Summer Showdown, the Charge basically just made their way through all those teams into that finals with the Shanghai Dragons. Whereas the Paris Eternal, as great as they were, and and granted, they were going up against some of the top-tier teams, you know. Samson Shock, the Philadelphia Fusion, they just barely eked out those wins. 
I think that the Charge have just a little bit more of an edge there in that game. Finally, the currently uh, uh, two of the biggest champions from both sides of the world, the Shanghai Dragons or the San Francisco Shock. All right, this one's actually easy for me. I'm going to go Shock. And the reason I'm going to go Shock is because <laughs> I am a believer in Krusty until the day that I die. I think Krusty is like a god gamer coach. And I think he, like, maybe the utilization and the strategy was imperfect, uh, you know, due to this very recent meta change. They, and mm -hmm. But I feel like he was in such a rough spot because Striker is such a machine on Tracer. It's like, how could you not run this guy on Tracer? Like, screw the meta. Like, I'm totally with him there. Like, because this Striker's just so goddamn good. Like, you can't, I don't know, I can't even put into words how, how good Striker is and how good Ons is. And I just, my intuition tells me that this Tracer Hero is, is going to be super relevant in the Grand Finals. Somehow it always, you know, makes its way back, you know, for this big moment. So Striker and Ons, they're a duo I put my money on big time. And I think for the Dragons, while they do have a big roster, it ha they don't seem to have utilized it nearly as well in the course of the season. Like, they've had these crazy comeback wins from subbing in a new roster, and that roster pops off, and they freaking reverse sweep. Like, that's awesome. But, like, why were you in that position in the first place? To be down 3-0 and, like, you so it's like it's like a little it's like it's clearly this team has insane potential but i just think the con i i'm more confident in the consistency from the shock because i just think crusty is like on a tier of his own when it comes to coaching yeah look I, i'm i'm as big a fan of the dragons as anyone else here but i think you're right i think that, that at this point with what they've proven you don't bet against the san francisco shock they have found their super saiyan form and it's almost impossible to stop them so uh, that's definitely the sure bet that I would go with as well. But that's all the time that we have for today. Thank you for watching the Owl's Nest. And before you go, make sure you click the bell to subscribe to our channel and get all the notifications on latest videos. Now, for those of you out there who love cosplay and basically anything in the lifestyle of video game culture, you should check out Checkpoint XP on Checkpoint XP's YouTube channel here and over on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure that you're following Jake on Twitter at JakeOW and Jake underscore OW on Twitch and YouTube. And until next time, stay on that payload. <laughs>